Hello, everyone. I'm Eric D'Souza, and you're listening to Crime Writers of Canada's podcast, where we discuss all things crime fiction with crime writing authors from coast to coast. Uh, today, my guest is a good friend of mine, Joanna Vanderpluck. How are you today, Joanna? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I've been excited for this interview. <laughs> I've been excited, too. Um, and I'll tell you in advance, I didn't prep much for it. You and I are friends. Uh, we've yeah. been friends for a long time. We enjoy talking about books together. And I thought it would be a little different if we basically didn't prep much at all. Yeah. And just had a conversation. And we'll talk about it, your book. Let's start with a bio. Joanna's third novel in the Jade and Sage Time series, Spy Girls, will be released in March of 2024. I have to admit, I haven't asked her for an early access version of this book, so I'll have to wait just like the rest of you. I can tell you that I'm a big fan of her first two books, The Unraveling and Dealer's Child, were both Canadian Book Club Award finalists. Joanna draws upon her 13 years experience working for the prosecutor's office and 10 years working for the Office of the Police Complaint Commissioner for inspiration for her novels. You may know her as a podcaster. She's proud of her podcast, Sam Magazine, and many authors that she has interviewed. When she and I are having a discussion, it's likely that one of us is interviewing the other. So today it's my turn to wear the interviewer's hat and ask the questions. Joanna, I know that you've recently retired. So how is retirement treating you? You're just sitting back and relaxing? <laughs> God, no. It took me a while to get used to almost like a new schedule. And I felt a bit, a bit lost. And I, I worked in a bakery for a couple of months, which was good because it gave me material for a short story. Um, but then one day I just, I told myself, you know, for so many years, you've looked forward to this day when you could write full time. Now it's here and you feel lost. So once I told myself, treat writing like a job, then it was almost like it clicked in. So um, I start at 9 a.m., you know, after I've looked after the dogs, we've done our walks. I start with writing in the morning and I do kind of like you know, admin admin stuff, answering emails, that sort of thing in the afternoon. And I'll do some art in the afternoon. It's just recently when I've I've told myself, okay, and after dinner, you need to relax. Like I am that much, I am my own worst enemy in terms of a slave driver. There's stuff I could do writing wise for after dinner, but I just told myself, you have to relax at some point, you know, so I, I try to just read other novels or watch something on Netflix. I've been, we've been watching all about the uh, Formula One racing on Netflix and that's been really cool. So it's been good, but I've also have to teach myself to relax. <laughs> um, well, let's start with the books then. Okay. Um, I can see you're taking it more like a business because I know the space between the unraveling and dealer's child was several years and yeah. maybe a year and a half, two years between book two and three now. Actually, it was about three. It Has was it been three. Yeah. Uh, dealer's child came out in 2021. Uh, 
Buy Girls was ready last September, but I was given some advice to not publish it in September. So I was given advice by an individual who said that indie authors shouldn't publish their books in September or April because that's when all the traditional publishers publish books. I don't know. I'm I I so I listened to the advice. I'm not a traditional publisher. Like you know what I mean? So I I'm yeah. I think I'm in a different market than the the traditional publishers. So uh it's been ready for the, like the last 6 months. Um Yeah. Okay, it, but what was the was like 10 years between book 1 and 2? I think there's references to blackberries in book one. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, that's, yeah, that's the thing, right? Like I wrote the unraveling in 2000 and then I took a, just about 20 year break from, you know, 19 year break from writing. So yeah, I did. I had to do a lot of rewrites. (laughs) So yeah, six months, not a big deal. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. Um, Your two characters, like in your, in your first one, um, it's all about Jade. And, but in the second one, you've changed the series title even to include her sister Sage. Um, but when I'm reading a little bit about this third book, I don't see Sage's name come up too much. So is she still keeping herself busy? She is. Um, but she's not as, like you said, she's not in Spy Girls as much as the other, other, like as much as Dealer's Child. With Sage, what she's dealing with is she finally, like Sage, the sister, had a rough, has had a rough uh, childhood and teenage life. And in book two, she finally found someone, you know, and it it just made me, uh, it was like, she found Jillian, you know, and Jillian was sweet and bubbly, just the complete opposite of Sage. And so then in book three, Jillian goes missing. What would happen? Like, just, I don't ever, ever want to be in that position of dealing with a loved one who's gone missing. Because I thought that that would just, like, that must be the most horrific, horrific feeling right so yes. that's what um sage is dealing with all right so she's busy too um well let's talk about the sisters um we've been friends for a while and i kind of reading your books i see jade in you um yeah. I don't know, just the um i don't know the, the smart reserved <laughs> person who seems to do <laughs> want to do the right thing um you know yeah. um Sage, though, is almost her polar opposite. So even though they're sisters, they're very, very different from each other. But as I got to know you a little bit better, I see the sage in you, too. Um, So can you tell us a little bit about both sisters and how much of you are in them? Okay. Um, Jade is the... You know what? Jade is the... I have to say the person I was working full-time, getting dressed up, going to work, feeling like you're taking on the world, having that additional responsibility, um, showing up and being there and doing the right thing. Yes, that's 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 me. And with Sage, 
there's a line with Sage when um, Jade is trying to console her. You know, there's a scene in in Jade's office where Sage is, has brought her cell phone because Jillian has been leaving these these really bizarre messages, and um, Jade goes up to hug Sage, and Sage says to her, "Don't touch me, like just don't, don't, because I will lose it." And I have been in that exact spot, you know, and and, and it's almost like uh, like Sage is holding on to her anger so she can keep herself together. And I've been in that spot where you're just you're and as soon as someone shows you a little bit of kindness, that's when you fall apart. And yeah, that I that was a very that was person that was that's I've been in that spot with Sage, you know. So I thought, okay, you, let's put it in here. Let's make this, let's, you want these characters to be real, right? So you got to, my characters are messy. And I think <laughs> there's a part of me that's like uh, with it and and confident. And then there's another part of me that can get kind of messy. <laughs> yeah. Um, another thing you like to do, Art, from what I see from you is, um, your creativity um, takes you in many different directions. Let's say it that way. Uh, yeah. So your books have almost different subgenres to them. So in the unraveling, you you mix sort of a whodunit mystery with the pace of a thriller. Yeah. Uh, I found in Dealer's Child, you slowed it down a little bit. Uh, we delved into the past. Um, it had a supernatural element yeah. to it, and now from the little I know. You're doing something completely different, even from the title of the Spy Girls. And I've heard you read excerpts from it. Again, something completely, completely different. So why did you want to write a spy novel? I loved all those spy movies, like the old espionage, where they did like the dead drops, where the two spies would meet on a park bench and one would leave behind a newspaper or leave behind a magazine you know, and you know something's in the magazine. And uh, I've been listening to different spy podcasts. And, okay, so two things. The more I researched about espionage, I was surprised to find out events that happened in Canada that I knew nothing about. Um, for example, the Toronto 16, there was a, uh, a awful terrorist plot in Toronto, which thank God, uh, the CIA, I think, I, no, I, it may not have been the CIA. I don't want to give fault, wrong information, but an intelligence agency in the U.S. worked with CSIS to stop this plot, Okay. And then with some of the po the podcasts I've listened to, how do people carry on a relationship? Okay, um, if if you're because spies get married, okay, <laughs> agents get married, and I'm just like, how do you carry on a relationship? Um, one book I read, a nonfiction book, this CSIS agent said he was married. He's still married. He'd leave for work in the morning. And, you know, his wife knew just not to ask him when he came home, how was your day? 
Like she just knew she just could not ask him that, could not ask him anything about his day. And so for me, it was the relationship part of that. And what happens if that goes sideways? You know, so that's what's happening with Jade. She's having to deal with finding out more information about her love interest, Adam, that she ever thought, you know, like she she thought this guy was, you know, from the UK. Well, lo and behold, she finds out he's also an American and <laughs> he used to be an agent. Yeah. So did I answer your question? I kind of went off on a whole. <laughs> As to be expected. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's talk about some of your other gigs. Um, I hope most people listening to this recognize your voice because they listen to your podcast also. And uh, you're working on a new project, Sam Magazine. So can you tell us about Sam? Okay. It's because, you know, trying to promote um, my book and and getting the uh, email alerts when BC Book Review comes out. I was just thinking how, well, what do indie authors have? Like, I I don't know of, and please, someone correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know of indie authors who have had their books reviewed and BC Book Review. You know, would would they even be open to reviewing and self-published, independently published book? And so then I thought, well, what's there for um, self-published authors? I've always wanted, like as a kid, I always wanted to do a magazine. And I thought, well, let's let's try this. I thought about it for like three, four weeks before, because I've been known to jump into things. Okay. <laughs> and uh it's it's been a lot of fun. There's a lot of work. Um, but I'm I am again connecting with other authors. So I've, I'll feature an author. I'm just starting to uh, put little uh, note of like uh, books being released. You know, I, I have that page of books that are up, coming up that are being released, and uh, I'm I'm looking for uh, advertisers, but um, I have such a small group who follow the magazine. You know, I uh, I would love to have advertisers, paid advertisers, just so I could print more you know, and, uh, yeah, so it is, it's to promote authors. Yeah. There's only a handful of us who do it yeah. <laughs> and it's hard. And yeah. I, I, you know, you and I can speak to it, that it is very hard. Um, yeah. it's hard enough promoting just yourself, but yeah. when you, when you have that heart that also wants to promote others, yeah. um, it takes a lot of time and uh, yeah. you and I both read a lot. So, yeah. so, uh, yeah. and, I don't have time anymore to read anybody but Canadian mystery yeah. authors. Uh, even yeah. when a really good book comes out, I'm like, but I have to read this person's book or, or yeah. this person is a new author and I just want to support them. Just yeah. part of me wants to support them and read their book and support them. Yeah. Yeah. And the magazine, it only comes out quarterly, you know, like January, end of March, uh, end of September. I basically am following my work schedule when I used to work in the regulations office and the quarterly index came out. I thought that's about all I can handle right now. <laughs> right? Yeah. Sounds good. Anything else keeping you busy? Ah, uh, my art. So I'm, 
I am I'm done spy girls. I I keeping with my schedule of doing some writing in the morning. And I've been approached by uh, Stella Harvey. She used to be the creative director of the Whistler Writers Festival. So she and I have a mutual friend, Carol Ann Papoutsis, and we, we've we met and we, we've done a number of chats. And I am going to be start, starting art work because she has a graphic novel that she's she's been writing and uh that's been exciting that's been really exciting to take to t- take characters that she has described to me and trying to figure out okay how do you portray them and this story on paper you know through an illustration and uh i found an old photograph i took from the malahat skywalk 3 years ago and I looked at it and I thought, okay, this, this is for the first scene of, of, of Stella's novel, you know, like it, it's, it's just like, oh, this is it. <laughs> you know? So yeah, that's, that's, that's been cool. That's been really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's, a, that's very exciting that you can wear two hats like that, like have two arts. Um, I, do not have a visual mind at all. <laughs> I have to pay people to do the work just like Stella does. So uh, congrats to you. If anybody wants to see your art, where should they go? My main website, the joannavanderflook.com. I do have a page that's titled art. And um, my Instagram doesn't have so much art on it as it used to, but I'm hoping to bring put more art on there. But that's where people will mostly see the motorcycle illustrations is on the joannavanderflook.com. And, um, you know, some of the, the art I have been doing, I can't release yet. Like the Ladysmith Art Council here, they put out a call for artists to submit their art uh, to do a two-page comic in graphic style, two-page spread of Vincent Van Gogh. Okay, so it's this this little goat named Vincent, and we had to pitch a story, you know, and so I've been working on that and and just figuring out how to write this story within two pages with like eight little panels in each page, and it's crazy, Eric, because you know you you I write out okay, this is like the one paragraph of the story, but then you think okay. Can any of this be um, the message put across using dialogue? You know, like it's it's just it's a whole. <laughs> Sometimes I think my little my head's spinning. <laughs> it's different. <laughs> As always, it was a pleasure talking with you today, and to everyone else listening, thank you. And uh, any last words? Thank you so much. Uh, I really understand the work and time commitment involved for you doing this. And I just thank you very much. And if you, if people like a thriller novel, um, has some spy elements to it, uh, sticky bombs, car chases, dealing with relationships, it's, that's what Spy Girls is about. And it is available for pre-order on Amazon. Yeah.